0: Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to Episode 32 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today, we are going to uh, share with you an excerpt from our recent Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar, which is a virtual live event that we held on December 4th and 5th. This is from December 4th, 2020. So here it is, the Medicare Update Part 2. Part 1 was last week, so here goes.
1: All right. So, um... for those of you who um, attended some of our ENM training courses, or um, have looked at ENM courses um, provided by other groups, we mentioned the new add-on code, the GPC1X. Um, that was a temporary code. Um, Medicare uh, actually came in and finalized this code as a G2211. Um, this code is a visit complexity inherent to evaluation and management associated with medical care services. And uh, LUGPA um, was very proactive in the process. And urology is one of those specialties that is expected to use this code. And the projections that they used up front were that 90% of all E&M codes submitted by groups included, and that would include urology, would have an e code and this G2211 for every visit, new and established. The, the, the way the code reads, and what you really need to think about this as, is that this code would be added to every visit in which you're going to be dealing with a patient that needs ongoing care for that problem. Um, and they did change it a little bit. In that this is ongoing care related to a patient's single serious condition or a complex condition. So it does not require that it is chronic, but that in fact you're going to need continuity of care for that particular patient. So that would be some, anything of your patients with cancer, with BPH, with, um, with overactive bladder or incontinence, erectile dysfunction. So you can see why they projected that 90% of your visits would be uh, used uh, or this code would be used in addition to the new versus the established. Um, And, and ultimately with that full 90% and Jessica, you've got, are there going to be preferred cases in which the G211 code would be used and where there is no way it'll be covered. Um, So the, you know, the, as we ran through some of this stuff, we we were, we're, were expecting that maybe some of those visits that wouldn't quite fit um, the definition that Medicare uh, put in place and where, where Medicare intended this code to be used might be somebody with a transient uh, problem. Like uh, maybe they just they came in with a little bit of testicular pain that um, you determined is, is kind of a, a passing issue and will resolve on its own. That one may not fit with this G2211 or maybe a patient that has um, a, a a quick UTI, not a recurrent UTI, but a UTI that you, you prescribe a med to and they're and they're out of your lives. Maybe those would fit into that category, but generally speaking, most of what urology is, is going to do is you're going to report this G2211 in addition to and on a separate line from your e code. It is not going to be, uh, there is no modifier that's going to be required. Um, and then um, the other thing is um, that it is a Medicare code. So um, you're talking only about Medicare right now. Um, so You're really going to talk about the Medicare and Medicare Advantage plans who are going to see this code. We'll have to see what the private payers do with this because a lot of the private payers aren't going to adopt the RVU changes for your E&M codes as well. So we're going to have a little bit of confusion as we're running this in to see what private payers do. But the bottom line is when we look at this code, if you've got a new patient that comes in with complaints of ED. Um, you might bill a 99204 and a G2211. You would bill both of those. So you're going to have to set up your reporting system so that when an E&M code comes through, that G2 and the patient has Medicare or Medicare Advantage, you're going to want to add the G2211 to almost every single E&M code that goes out the door, new or established. All right. So I definitely have a few quick yeah. que- questions.
0: You got a few comments. And- All <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: um, so hopefully I call that as far as the preferred cases. Um, again, they project and, and they, I see that question is who is they, they is Medicare. When Medicare created this code um, to try and basically shift money to primary care services and chronic care, because from their perspective, Um, this is something that, um, we need more providers. We need more physicians taking care of the Medicare populations and their chronic problems. They're costing the system money. So they want to shift some revenue from, from surgical intervention stuff to chronic care so we can do preventative or more management and less treatment. And so from urology's perspective, I think you're going to want to put this on, virtually every single code and I might as, as I've looked at this um, I might set up a system that I'm adding it to every enm code and I'm uh, automatically and then removing it for any code uh, for anything that might seem like a a transient one-time problem um, and that might be the better way to go about it in try instead of trying to figure out when it needs to be done try and figure out the other way when it needs to be removed and that would be again maybe minor minor situations um, you know complaints of uh, testicular pain although that doesn't necessarily rule it out because it could be a cancer or something that needs ongoing um, care so you may have to have maybe some flagged diagnosis codes that there's questions back to the re- to the provider to remove it but not to bill it. That's kind of the way I would approach it. Um, it is an add-on code. Hopefully I gave you a couple of scenarios that would work. Um, yeah, I think I think this is going to be something that would be added by the billers and coders and I do think it is something that I would build as much as I could um, with every E&M code and it is for use with every e and code, not just office-based codes. You can use it with telehealth visits um, is, is what they said. And so it goes, it, it is an add-on code to any of those codes. Um, but I, I do, it, it is not something where you're dealing with the inpatient visits um, specifically because those are short-term issues rather than long-term issues. So, Hopefully that gives you all some clarification on that particular code. And we're going to, again, this is going to be something that as we get a little bit further in with our discussions back and forth, that um, we we're, we may find a little bit more clarity that we'll, we'll bring back to you on December 29th. But in our initial read, again, they projected it on 90%, and they being CMS, that 90% of evaluation and management codes would include the G2211. So um, I think we're looking at it and we start using it on January 1 is when we're going to start. That's the official start date.
2: Mark, can you comment on why it's not 100% versus 90%?
0: Yeah.
1: So in their their calculations, um, I actually, so I'm going to go back and say, I I think it does go on inpatient codes as well. Um, And I'll clarify that Um, um, so, but I, I think it's all E&M codes. So I think it is even inpatient codes, as long as it's an ongoing concern. Um, and then, um, the second thing is, um, that, uh, as far as why they said it was 90%, they figured 90% because some physicians wouldn't figure out how to use it at the beginning of the year.
2: I think the I think the the real answer is most physicians and most practices are not going to be able to figure it out. So,
1: yes. So that I mean that was their budget neutrality can uh, uh, calculation that they that they projected the ninety percent on.
2: So if I saw let's just say thirty Medicare patients, and most of them. Uh, let's say point okay so ninety percent of them uh, were eligible and um, an additional fifteen dollars 88 cents, that's about four hundred and thirty dollars a day more by using this code multiplied by a number of days that you see patients it's a it's a in 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 total they
1: projected that this code would pay out three billion dollars next year so that's a big number um and uh, I, I it's all about the knowledge, knowing yes.
2: these little things.
1: Yep, and and I will tell you. I mean, I, again, I think that the number of cases that you would that you would not use it is a better approach than what you would use it with. I would I would go in with the assumption that I'm going to use this with every E and M code that urology sees, and I would only take it off um, of codes that essentially are patients that are there for one thing for one visit and you are not going to continue to see them.
2: So that might be the, the somebody one. mentioned newborn circumcision would be an example. It would be, that would, but that's not Medicare. Well, right. Typically not Medicare typically.
1: Yes. So, so it might be, you know, maybe that patient that came to the office for hematuria and really didn't have hematuria. Maybe that would be one. Um, that you found nothing wrong with the patient, that one might be one. Um, Again, a a UTI or a testicular pain that you didn't think anything was there. Those would be the only ones that you would deal with. And as far as documentation, um, there is no additional documentation for this to be, uh, as far as the way they laid that out. It's all about the visit and what it entails. So no additional documentation. It's just additional work to put that code onto the claim. Okay, so there's there's a little bit of a lottery win, um, for urology at least. There's a lot of specialties that can't use it because they're not they're not seeing it that way, um, and a lot of those have to be surgical specialties. Um, so. Uh, Yes, it adds code to the visit. It, it's always added to an A&M code, the, the G2211. Okay, so the next code that they added, which is new, is the G2212. Um, so the G2212 is a code that Medicare added because they didn't like the new code that CPT added. So CPT added a, a code close to this. Oh, I forgot to mention. Yes, uh, uh, there are RVUs assigned to the G2211. It's pretty low; it's .33, but it is a work value assigned to G2211. So, if you're if you're in a hospital setting, you uh, or you're paid based on work RVUs, you absolutely want to pay attention to this code and make sure it's getting added as well. Um, so, the G2212 uh the, there was a, a fairly long discussion in in the the final rule that talked about how Medicare really found that CMS's 99417 was not well defined and so they changed the definition slightly and added a new code so 994417 will not be covered by Medicare instead you're going to report G2212 which is a pro for pro, prolonged Office or other evaluation and management services, which are billed on time, so it can't be added to an MDM code, and it it's only for each additional 15 minutes for the physician or the APP—that's what qualified health professional means—with um, or without direct patient contact. So when we get when we start talking tomorrow about the definition of time moving forward. Um, it's it it is it is now set up so that time can be time before during or after that's related to the ENM visit and it can only be added to a 99215 or a 205 which is what it actually says in the code itself so the additional payment for each additional 15 minutes in the office is 3144 outside of the office is 22 29 24 so those would be provider based billing um or for those outpatient visits that you have that you use the 99205 or 215 it's got to be based on time and when you look at the numbers um you have um essentially 74 minutes for the top level of a 21205, so that would require 89 minutes that you would bill the G2212 plus the 99205 and uh, 69 minutes because 54 minutes is the maximum time for a 99215 before you could use that. Okay, a couple of new CPT code changes. Um, One, we added the code 50740, um, which is a ureteral pyelostomy with anastomosis of ureter and the renal pelvis. pelvis. And we finally got a, a Haifu code that uh, was added for 588 or 55880. Now, all these changes, the G codes, everything start January 1st. Here's the prolonged service code that was added by CPT, the 99417. Remember, not good for Medicare. Um, and then they added a new uh, extended time. Uh, code for chronic care management for those of you who are doing chronic care management. Um, now, I, I'm going to drop back now and talk about a few of the other mundane parts of Medicare across the board. One of them is the um, the advanced use criteria um, or the, excuse me, the appropriate use criteria program. Um, they originally were scheduled to implement this in 2021. Um, But they have, because of COVID, delayed it one year. Um, They are mandating tracking for your use of advanced imaging studies. And this is a a test year. It's technically mandated, but there are no penalties for not participating. Um, It applies to your ordering of CT, PET, nuclear medicine, or MRI codes. And basically, it requires that the ordering professional consult a qualified clinical decision support mechanism, or a CDSM, um, to make sure that those tests are indeed medically necessary. There are a number of CDSMs. They're just basically Q&A tools that are set up on an app that you're supposed to uh, to provide um, and and go through. Now, I can tell you that a number of folks who started this last year in anticipation of 2021 being the implementation year, um, that a lot of this is delegate, uh, delegated to other staff to kind of click through everything relative to a CDSM. But this, the overall impact of this program when it's fully implemented is not actually directly on the ordering physician, but on the entity that bills for the advanced imaging and ultimately when you look at advanced imaging and and how it all works this is going to be similar to what we dealt with when they they made everybody provide specific diagnosis codes for lab tests so the labs were coming back to the physician offices for a number of years saying hey um we're going to try and uh uh, we we got to push this back and you need to give us the information that you use the clinical decision-making tool in order to order this test. So the enforcement to you as the ordering physician is most likely going to be uh, come back um, to to you as the ordering physician to try and do, to make that order because in the end, when they implement this in 2022, so it is fully delayed through all of 2021. When it gets fully implemented in 2022, the 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 imaging center would be the one that's going to be denied if they don't use the appropriate modifiers that indicate they got the information from the ordering physician that they used the CDSM before they ordered the service. So that's kind of where it is and and it's yeah Tammy Looks like you've you've been doing this a little bit, but really coming back with no criteria. I think there are a lot of glitches in this thing, which is another reason that they've um, that they've delayed this um, and the modifiers going through. In addition to the fact that COVID was out there, uh, making this more difficult. Uh, but in the end, um, this is going to be something that you're probably going to need to face up to. So I've given you a link here to go in. It's a fairly easy read to go through this. Um, the actual implementation process is the big part of this, and trying to figure out how to work it in your flow across the board. Would you push back to the hospitals? They are doing these procedures. Um, I would. What I would expect is that um, the hospital, because the urologist is most likely going to be the ordering physician for a lot of these tests, that the hospital is going to be the one to push everything to you. To make sure you get that done, if you've got your own imaging center, you're going to be the one that's going to be adding the, the G codes. And so you probably need to be a little bit more ahead of the curve on the ordering process. So um, it is going to come into play one way or another um, the way they have it listed right now. I can tell you, though, there's a lot of pushback across the board because it is, um, in many people's eyes, a a, a very administrivial-based Issue because, of course, you're making those decisions for advanced imaging based on patient need, and the questions really are fairly basic as to what clinically they need. So, it's just going to be another um, unfunded um, administrative hoop. Um, And then, um, so to close out this update piece, um, and then we'll um, move it over uh, to uh, the next presentation as I'm still behind. Um, this is the list of urology measure sets. Um, you'll notice that the, the measures that are on the urology code set for MIPS and MACRA has really not changed as far as the measures that are on there. The one thing that was, um, you will you might see in all of this uh, addressed, is that they added some uh, qualifications, excuse me, to allow you to charge this for telehealth visits for those services that actually make sense. So you'll see as you read some of these, that some of these are allowed now in conjunction with telehealth or excluded in conjunction with telehealth. But those were the major changes for MIPS MACRA. Um, Otherwise, the program pretty much stayed as it was in 2020 when we moved to 2021 okay uh, any other questions on the um, on Medicare updates at this point in time and now obviously I didn't give you the full re- run of absolutely everything that's in the the2,000 the pages of the Medicare final fee schedule I just tried to give you the highlights
0: any questions nope Will you cover more of that in the uh, the update webinar in December 29th?
1: So I will. Um, and and does MIPS MIPS does not apply to Medicare Advantage plans only traditional Medicare. Um, so Dr. Bisignani. Um, so um, so you're still good there. But yeah, I will. And in, in December 29th as we see clarifications come out, which typically do. As Medicare gets some questions on how they wrote everything down, we will be putting those in. That's one of the reasons we want to have the December 29th seminar. So, yes, I do. G2211 will or should apply to Medicare Advantage plans. Um, there may be contractually ways for them to dodge that. Um, so, you're going to have to watch what your contracts are with your Medicare Advantage plans, but the intention is that it is used on Medicare Advantage plans as well.
0: All right. That was an excerpt from the Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar on December 4th. And uh, we are going to have another Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar virtual live event, which is going to be a big Zoom meeting that everybody hopefully will be... Interactive with and have some good discussion as you heard Mark answering a lot of those questions throughout the presentation. Uh, we then had a few breakout rooms and were able to really roll up our sleeves and get some discussion. So if you're interested in that, um, you can go to prsnetwork.com forward slash zero three two for episode thirty two, as well uh, as you can find the slides there for this presentation. So you can see those on uh, prsnetwork.com forward slash zero three two. So with that, uh, you also heard Mark referring to the update webinar. Uh, Again, that uh, can be found on the episode page. So you can click a link and go find information on how to register for that if you're not already registered to attend. So with that, I will say thank you very much for listening. And... Happy coding! Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there's time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music under his record label, The Juicery, with extra pulp and special guests.